I'm Shivani Gupta. I'm obsessed with small to medium businesses growing. As business owners, we take so much risk and we want to make sure it's worth it. I believe one of the best presents you can give yourself as a business owner is to be able to learn how to scale your people, your profit and your processes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Grow Your Business podcast. Today, I want to talk about strategies to improve diversity and equity and inclusion in the workplace, or DEI, as it's better known. Now, this is a topic that's been very hotly debated for a long time, but more and more small to medium businesses are realizing that diversity and inclusion is not just for the big corporates. It is also for the small to medium business, and it is so important to get that part right And for that to get right, there's a lot of focus required by founders and leaders. So let me talk about firstly, um, the first strategy is to actually make diversity and inclusion as part of your core strategy so that it's not something that's seen as something separate. It is seen as absolutely in there. Forbes has done a great survey that talks about that over 65% of senior executives, and this is again more slanted for the corporate, but equally Um, accessible for small to medium businesses um, who participated said that D&I was one of their um, absolute biggest priorities. So it's so important to make sure that we do that. And it's just, you know, from the time that you hire, engage, all of the different things with people to be able to make that happen. So what's some of the better ways that we could actually incorporate diversity and inclusion into the core business strategy? Well, one of the things, one of the ways is making sure that there is actual diversity and representation across all the different levels in your business for people. So from the frontline person, depending on whether it's to your senior execs and to yourself, making sure that there is some of that. You know, simple things like making sure that there's um, gender bathrooms. Sounds very simple, but doesn't exist in every single workplace. Um, Making sure whether you've got... um, uh, new mums, if there's a nursing lounge that's needed for working mums. Um, sometimes just even providing some beautiful, the simplest ones I've seen even in small office spaces is what's called a little meditation corner. Just a couple of chairs, beautiful fresh plants, perhaps just, just even a small running washer and just saying to people, that's where you could go and sit and have that meditation corner. These are not expensive things. These are just things that help people to be able to know that DEI is part of your focus. The second part is making sure that you and your people are accountable for DEI. And how do we actually do that? One of the things is you want to be able to link in some of the results that you're looking for and how you want that representation in different parts to make sure that you actually link that into their key performance indicators. And so you could set a task that perhaps is for the year and then that person that reports into you could break that down into a quarterly goal, a monthly goal, perhaps even a weekly goal, and then you can actually look at where that progress is going. And you just give them some access to, you know, some tools, some training and making sure, you know, that's in there as well. Another strategy that I wanted to talk about is the fact that um, it's really important that there's this thing that we talk a lot about unconscious mm-hmm. bias. For example, we say we assume that we will look at every candidate that applies to our roles. But you know what? We have this bias that people with university degrees 
are going to be much, much better job applicants. Now, depending on the role that you're applying for, sometimes that bias can prevent some great people from entering your business. Now, I'm not suggesting hiring people with not university degrees is your KPI. It's just being aware of what some of your biases are and having a conversation with some of your key leaders in your business so that they actually understand and what could be then interfering with having a more diverse workforce based on those biases as well. Another example might be, um, you know, giving promotion to people that you know. Well, I've worked with them. You know, they are, you know, sometimes people even use the saying, well, better the devil you know. Well, not a great saying really when it comes to applying in terms of promotion. So really looking when you're promoting people or giving even people some projects and opportunities within the business And how can we actually do that that is not just to the people we know and not having that bias because we know that particular person? And the last thing to perhaps think about is also really um, giving people to the, the roles and ranking people based on their performance, based on their output rather than just their level and really looking at people that are outperforming their um, their what we're asking of them and how we could actually do that. The next strategy I wanted to talk about is that there is many ways that we can acknowledge and honour different cultural and perhaps even religious practices to just show that it's really important. So, for example, one of the things that I did in one of my businesses and implemented it, I think we had nine different nationalities at that point in that business, was that once a week, everybody brought a small dish, no pressure, no hours of cooking involved, um, and they obviously just labelled it from a dietary perspective and we would just have a shared lunch. And even just honouring people, getting to know a little bit about their culture, what their practices are, are really, really important. If you are in a business where perhaps if there's a canteen, like a simple thing, like looking at, you know, is there a special menu for dietary restriction? When you have company events, have you made sure that, you know, some of that's there, for example, if somebody's got, um, uh, has kosher or gluten-free uh, or vegan, you know, I'm a vegetarian, and often people haven't catered for me when I go to different events. Um, and, you know, it's challenging because I often have to think, well, they may or may not have some food, so I might have to prepare for that. And that is such an important part of not only diversity but making people feel included that you've thought of that for different events or even a, a business lunch that might be happening with some clients as well. The next part I want to talk about is how do we embrace this philosophy of culture Um, uh, And a lot of people talk about, are they the right culture fit in terms of that? Um, And yes, absolutely. I've talked about that too. Um, And I've talked about that in a previous podcast. But I want you to also look at this word that's come out that I read a few weeks ago called culture ad. Um, And what does culture ad actually means? It actually says that it's more of a philosophy that says we accept people of all backgrounds, all demographics, Um, you know, um, allowing, for example, employees who may talk in a, in a, you might have a couple of people that are from the same nationality, allowing them to talk in their mother tongue if they wanted to, you know, hiring translators if you needed to, you know, looking at people that have got different backgrounds and generational backgrounds to be able to, um, do that. The next strategy I'm going to mention might be a little bit controversial. Um, and sometimes people get, yeah, a little bit worked up about that. And, um, you know, how can we be transparent? And if you don't want to be completely transparent, how can we be more transparent with pay rises? 
And so we know the pay, the, the pay inequity around uh, female workers and male workers. This number, unfortunately, hasn't changed a lot. And they're still usually somewhere between a 17 to a 25% pay gap. So that, um, the female workers, um, earn, uh, only up to 0.75 of the dollar that a male earns. And that pay gap does increase, unfortunately, according to research, the higher up the roles go. So making sure that there's no discrimination, uh, whether it's in wages, whether it's based on gender or race or ethnicity. I know it's been illegal for a long time, but there's still a lot of that happening. And particularly women of colour are prone to be able to be more affected by this as well. And, uh, you know, I've also been on the coaching end of coaching certain female leaders who found out that there's a massive pay gap between themselves and their colleague who've got the same and sometimes even less experience. And that was very upsetting for them. And a couple of those women have actually resigned from those roles. So, you know, when it comes to our businesses, when it comes to whether you're a founder of a business or a leader in a business, it's so important to make sure that we don't have some of those pay gaps as well. And the last thing I wanted to talk about is the fact that we want to actually start measuring um, uh, DI efforts and communicating them. And so, for example, um, Nielsen um, hired a CEO called David Kenny, who came in as the CEO, um, but came in as a, sorry, came in as the Chief Diversity Officer. And so, one of the things um, uh, that David did was to be able to set some targets um, so that how could we actually measure them also measure them in their financial results as well and making sure that we can actually improve on them. So if we're moving the needle, then let's at least start measuring where that is, whether it's through some certain, um, uh, you know, surveys or building it into your existing people and culture survey or even a pulse survey that a lot of small to medium businesses do and then following those strategies so you can see what your baseline is and where you go from that. I always appreciate you joining me on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. If you've got any questions, remember that the website is called askshivani.com. Give me, go into the contact side and let me know. And if you could take a moment to rate and review this podcast, it is so greatly appreciated. Thanks very much for tuning in. I'm Shivani Gupta and you've been listening to the Grow Your Business podcast. I hope you got one idea that you can think about or perhaps even implement straight away in your business. Thank you for listening. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn under Ask Shivani. Remember I call it Ask Shivani, so please send me your questions that I can address in this podcast for you. And I would also so appreciate if you went to the Apple podcast to rate and review this podcast.